Welcome to the Rise Up Fitness Podcast, broadcast from sunny Santa Barbara, California. We're here to go back to the facts, educate you in health and fitness, and help you rise up to your full potential. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another Rise Up SD Podcast. Another episode, another day. Yeah, this is a a cool one. So today, I think um, bringing to you guys, we're going to go back a little bit to some, I would say, I guess, science behind uh, fitness and working out and exercise, kind of bringing you that kind of that knowledge and stuff to help you in your in your workouts. Yeah, we've had some questions, um, especially since people are kind of settling into their newer workout routines about how um, their bodies are reacting differently to these newer style of workouts. You know, I think uh, people a lot of members at Rise Up were used to how their body reacted to the Rise Up workouts and everything's really new now. Um, And as we're starting to get a couple of weeks into it and people are starting to settle, they had some questions coming up about um, specifically heart rate, but also, you know, how these new workouts were going to be reflected in their fitness trackers and if they should feel good or bad about it or basically how it was going. So we wanted to answer some questions. Yeah. And I think going back to just remember that um, when you change the stimulus, you know, of your body and you do new types of exercise, no matter what that is, it's going to be very challenging in the beginning and then your body adapts. So for a lot of you guys who are Rise Up Fitness members, um, you know that when you came in, there's not many people who are used to doing kind of the interval style training for long periods of time on the machines that we do at Rise Up. And that was definitely a shock to the body, right? Mm -hmm. And um, so we believe that's really important for what most members' goals are to kind of have that thing going forward. But just kind of remember, like, if even if you have a high level of cardiovascular fitness and or strength, and now you're changing and you're doing, you know, these higher intensity, what we call them hit workouts on Mm -hmm. videos with no equipment and just the floor in front of your you know, in front of your computer, in front of your TV at home, um, that's not, that's also going to be challenging in a new way if it's not something that you do very much of. Absolutely. And, and I, it's it's going to be taxing on your body in a, in a different way than the workouts you were used to doing. Right. So, you know, it's just like the first time maybe that you went running or the first time, like, and I if think you we took saw- a yoga class and you were like, wait right. a second, but I'm, I like, I'm really fit. I'm, I know my heart rate wasn't super elevated, but wow, my sore. Like, right. And I think we saw that in the beginning. It. I know I did for sure. I was, uh, you know, cause we were doing these and there was days where we would do, you know, three hours of these hit workouts cause oh we were gosh, filming it was in so one hard. day. <laughs> And we were really, really sore from doing this because, um, you know, it's one of the things we do is these types of strength exercises, but it wasn't the majority of what we were doing. Right. And it's not usually we're challenging and pushing the cardio through these lower impact machines as opposed to, you know, some of the more intense strength moves. Yeah. So so that was cool. So just kind of remember that you're adapting. I think a lot of you guys, um, if you're, you know, we've heard a lot of with us in the beginning, oh, they're really sore, really challenging. And now they're not as sore mm-hmm. from these workouts because their body has started to adapt, which is really good. You know, they're still getting their heart rate up. They're still getting a great workout, but it's not like I wake out of bed and it's like really hard to walk because I'm right. so sore in my right, quads right, right, and my right, calves. Right. And right. So that, that's kind of a cool thing. So just remember that when you try something new, it's always a new stimulus, like in exactly what with Addie said on there. Like if you, you know, even if you have a high level of fitness and you don't run and you go out and run, it's going to be challenging to run in the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And I think um, a lot of people have been doing that as their cardio. I know that it can be, um, it's not ideal for everybody just because running is really hard on your body. Just in impactful. Terms of the impact. Yeah. Um, but for those of you who've decided to, um, and it works for you to get back into jogging or running, um, I know we've definitely seen I've, like the Slack post of people, the first run in however long was like, oh my goodness, I'm never gonna be able to make it. And then two, three, four runs, you know, a couple of weeks later, it's like, oh, 
hey, I'm going a little further. Things don't hurt quite as much, you know, feeling right. a little peppier, feeling a little more capable. So that's your body responding to a different stress that you've put on it. Right. Okay. So now that we've kind of established that, you know, there's, if you ask, you know, for example, if you ask a elite marathon runner to, you know, try to bench press 200 pounds, they're not going to be able to do it. And if you ask a, probably not. probably not. And if you ask a professional bodybuilder to, you know, run a six minute mile, probably not going to be able to do it. You know, mm-hmm. so that doesn't mean that neither one of them is fit. It's just in a new manner. So what we, what we want to talk about now is kind of getting into the nuances of a little bit of a, like heart rate, because now, you know, at Rise Up Fitness, if you're there, you're used to being able to look at the chart and say, okay, I'm at this pace. This is the pace or this is the speed I should be going, right? We right. look at power, we look I'm at pace. This is what I'm trying to hold. Um, and now a lot of you guys, um, as I love, are kind of like, you know, data fanatics and like, oh my gosh, well, what am I doing? How hard should I be working? What should I, what should my goal be? What should my fitness be? Um, and that's why we do track those things in the gym so precisely is because it is important. Mm-hmm. Um, and now a lot of you guys and understandably have turned to um, fitness trackers. And so a lot of them, most of them look at heart rate. Mm-hmm. Okay? So there's other things they look at. Like if you do Strava, if you're going to run a run, you might look at your pace or how far you're going to that type of thing. But a lot of these, um, especially in these workout things, people are just looking at their data trackers, mainly heart rate, and they're looking at either how many MEPs they get if they have a MyZone or how many calories they're burning if they just have a general watch. Right, or you might look at your average heart rate, but remember that's only, that's pretty much the only thing, like I have a Garmin watch and I really like it, um, but the only thing that it can see when I'm doing, you know, 10 burpees or whatever, is it only sees like the heart rate in my wrist maybe change slightly. That's all the input that it has. So we do, we're going to talk a little bit about what those numbers mean, but I want everybody to have a realistic perspective about how much this little device can actually know about you, Right. which is it doesn't like, it does not know everything. Yeah. So if you feel like you're working really hard and you feel it burning in your muscles and things, you're getting tired, you're doing a good job. If you're, you know, fitness trackers like, but I didn't get as much as when I'm going all out on a climber. You're like, well, yes, that's going to be a difference. But remember that you're again, putting different stresses on your body. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of a different stress. So, um, and Addy kind of hit the nail on the head. So people are like looking at us, they're like, well, they're trying to compare every workout and look at calories and heart rate or MEPs. And so let's just kind of be clear on this: is is that most of the calorie trackers that you have on, because that's what I see a lot. Mm-hmm. There, it's not that they don't give you any information. It's a okay guess as to how long, many calories you've burned or what right. you've done. But it's not really that accurate and it really only is based off your heart rate there. And that's mm-hmm. not a, the best measurement of method to look at calories. Now, with that being said, I'm not saying don't do that. I'm just saying, like Take I said, be aware. Take it with Take a grain, it with grain, of, grain of, salt of salt and don't let your whole workout become about that number. Because right. that's not, not going to be a super um, productive headspace, I yep. think, for you to keep on going with workouts. Yeah. And then we got some, a really good question. We got someone to ask and be like, well, you know, the first week I were doing these workouts, it seemed like I was, you know, I was burning way more calories or getting way more MEPs, meaning my heart rate was higher average throughout the workout than it is now. And it feels, these workouts don't feel any easier. Are they easier or are they not? But for example, you know, in the beginning I was, it was showing me that I was burning about 600 calories or five or 600 calories when I did these hour workouts. And now it's showing about four to 500. So it's at really a hundred less. And the answer is probably not. And so what I also like to let people in on is a little like kind of secret, which doesn't totally, it makes sense when you explain it, but logically you don't think about it, right? So like, let's say I'm going to go out and I'm going to go on a run, okay? And I'm going to run an eight minute mile pace, okay? okay? 
Okay, I'm I haven't so run far. at all. I haven't run at all. All okay? right, I'm with you so far. Right. Okay, that's going to be challenging if I don't do any running. Let's just say I don't even work out at all, right? I'm running even a positive. My heart rate's probably going to be pretty high by the end of that eight-minute mile. Okay, yeah. great. Now I'm not going to... I would love to be able to run right. an eight-minute mile. And now I'm not going to get them to go out, and then the next two weeks, I'm going to run every other day for 30 minutes, okay? Mm-hmm. Now I've run for two weeks. Now I'm going to come back, and I'm going to do it again, and I'm going to run an eight-minute mile. Guess what's going to happen if my fitness has increased? Your heart rate's going to be lower. My heart rate's going to be lower for that uh-huh, eight-minute mile. Exactly. So if my heart rate's lower, is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's a good thing. It's a good thing. That means you're getting more fit. Correct. Now, if you look at your activity tracker, it's going to tell you that you, quote, Didn't unquote, work as hard. Didn't work as hard mm-hmm. and burned a lot less calories than the first time you did it. Okay? That's right. And that's actually not true. You burn about 100 calories per mile, whether you run it at a four-minute pace, whether you walk it at a 20-minute pace. Mm-hmm. Okay? So the difference is there is that it's about a mile. To get your body, roughly speaking, an average person to have their move their body about a mile takes about 100 calories to do that. Walking, running, or whatever it is. If you run, you're going to get those 100 calories a lot quicker than if right. you walk it. Right? right. So you would get your 100 calories in whatever, nine minutes, eight right. minutes, however fast you're running, rather than right. 16 to 20 minutes walking. Right. So the person who runs a marathon just over two hours as the elites do, they're burning about the same amount of calories as the person who walks a marathon. Mm-hmm. Now they're only exercising for two hours. The person who walks is exercising for, if you're going to walk a marathon, no, yeah. walking a marathon is going to be like six to seven yeah. hours. Right. Okay. So what I want to keep in mind, the, the take home point is, is that as your fitness improves, it doesn't mean you're burning less calories. It just means you're more efficient. So having a lower heart rate, doing the exact same amount of work is a good thing. Okay. So as your body adapts, to some of the new stresses, new workouts, and you see a lower heart rate, it doesn't mean you're burning less calories, and it's a good thing. It means you're actually gaining fitness. Right, and there are a lot of things that go into like how many calories you burn and how on track it is with your metabolic rate and all sorts of other things. It is a much more complicated picture that isn't even totally fully understood by scientists. They have a pretty good idea, but um, there are a lot of things that go into it. So again, don't get don't get too hung up on those numbers. Right. Um, and when you think about using heart rate as something that you're tracking, and Kyle, I think we'll, we'll tell you a little bit more about this. Um, it is not, it's something that can be useful when you are looking at it as part of a bigger picture. Mm-hmm. But if you're just relying on heart rate, like trying to hit a certain heart rate, hit a certain heart rate, hit a certain heart rate in a shorter workout, that's probably not going to be terribly effective for you because there are a lot of different things that are affecting how and where your heart rate falls during different times in your workouts. Right. Yeah. So, and I think that's totally true is, is that it's, it's interesting. You can't just look at that. And what I want to, in the, what I was kind of alluding to is like the bigger picture on this whole thing is, is that I think that we need to focus not so much on what exactly my heart rate was during this workout, but how challenging was this workout for me to do? And then you can use your heart rate to compare kind of workout to workout, week to week. So it's something that you're used to doing regularly. If your watch says you burn or your my zone says you burned 150 MEPs this week and next week you burn 180, you probably did work harder in that mm-hmm. thing if you're comparing it similar, okay? So basically when you get up and get to a fitness level, if you're kind of maintaining a fitness level, it's going to be fairly accurate and it's something, so I'm not saying don't use it, use it to compare to, does that make sense? Right. So So if you do like, I mean, if you look at some of the my zones on like team days at Rise Up, for instance, um, you can see like 
comparatively, okay, I, you know, I worked a I lot look, harder. Yeah. I look at my hour of team day versus my hour of, you know, what something else I did the day before, where mm -hmm. maybe I, I was tired or I wasn't, you know, putting out as much effort. And then you look at the team day and you're like, oh, okay. So I was working harder for that time period for that workout than I did the day before. Right. And you were on the same machines. Right. Doing the same types Type of, of interval style of workout, right? right? A rise up style workout. And that's the other thing to keep in mind is that when you compare these is that you want to be comparing like styles of workouts. Correct. Because there are, there are different purposes, different reasons that you do different styles. So the, the effect of a long, slow, like long steady state cardio workout where your heart rate is relatively low the whole time, but it's much longer is a very different and equally important effect and workout to those which you, when you do like, you know, 30 second all out sprints mm -hmm. and you won't even really see it reflected on a heart rate monitor when you do those sprints, you'll see one big spike, but it'll look like, you know, oh, I, I didn't get any of those, you know, the red, whatever on your maps right. because you were just doing super, super high intense output for such a short period of time and then recovery, which right. both of those workouts are important. And there's a reason we do both of them. But if you looked at just like the heart rate data and you got really, really wrapped up in it, you might decide one's better than the other when the truth is that they both have. They both have value. Purpose. They yeah. both have purpose and value. So it's cool to compare, but compare like the similar types of workouts that, mm -hmm. that you're doing, right? You can't really compare a steady long run to uh, one of these video hit videos that we're doing inside, right? Right. Those are going to be totally different pictures. Right. Totally different pictures. Um, and the other cool thing that you were saying is, is okay, like I'm just going to use some round numbers that are close to what mine is. But if I go on like a steady long run and that's, you know, conversational pace for someone who is a runner, for me, I hold my heart rate, let's say for an hour, about 150. Mm -hmm. Okay. If I get my heart rate up to, and I can run really, if I run really slowly, um, mm -hmm. like, you know, just, you know, really, really easy run, I can easily get my, hold my heart rate around 130. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then if I get up to about 170, though, that's about my threshold. I can't hold that there for long periods of time, right? right. So if I looked at my workout and I said, okay, I'm going to go out, conversational pace, run from an hour at a heart rate of 150. That's not super taxing on my body. Right. Okay. If you told me to go two minutes at a heart rate of 130 and then two minutes at a heart rate of 170, they're going to average out to about 150, the same thing, right? Right. So if I have my heart rate at 170 beats per minute for 30 minutes, and the other 30 minutes, I have my heart rate at 130 beats. Yeah, it's that a is a different much, situation than one. Much more taxing workout. Yeah. So that's another way it doesn't tell the whole picture. If I have my heart rate at 170 for 30 minutes, you that's a very, very challenging workout for me. Me having right. my heart rate at 150 for an hour is not. So that's another thing to keep in mind is that these interval style things, it doesn't necessarily tell the whole picture. And I'll also tell you that if I had my heart rate at 170, 130 bouncing back and forth doing an interval style workout... It's going to tell me I burned about the same amount of calories as if I ran steady at conversational pace for about an hour, which is not necessarily the case. Right, right. And your muscles and the way that, that your muscles repair themselves after a workout that is more taxing on them. So something where you're doing steady state, longer steady state, you're probably not going to be as sore. Yeah. Or even if you're not actually feeling sore anymore because you're getting used to it, your body doesn't have to do as much repair work as it does when you do those high intensity like Correct. Super, yeah. like when you when you feel very fatigued, you can tell even if you're maybe not sore anymore, or you might be very sore. Right. Um. So there are different effects, and and they're all important. Right. So 
I guess the take home point is use use the tools. I think yeah, use the and, tools and but, don't but realize get that it's up. not all about your heart rate or all right. about your calories or all about your meps and and use it as a comparison tool to compare like style of workouts when your fitness is similar, right? Right. About the same fitness level I was last week. I did a workout last week that's similar to this workout. Yeah, you compare those two, and that's useful. Right? Yeah, just don't don't get wrapped up in it to the point where you feel like your work like you didn't do a good pay, enough job because right, you're or you pay more attention to those numbers than you do to how your body feels. Right. Yeah. So you know, and if we want to hear more about this kind of stuff and and some of the more specifics, we went over everything kind of very generally. Yeah. But if you want to hear more about this, let us know. We love to talk about it. Yeah. I think it's a really interesting part of yeah. what we do. Um, so let us know what you think. And if you have more questions, we'd love to answer them. Yeah. And if your heart rate's getting lower, remember, it's a good thing. That's a good thing. All right. All right, guys. We will talk to you tomorrow. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye. Thanks.